0: Going through those bad experiences, we get even clearer on what it is that we do want. And that's a very important part of achieving any type of goal or materializing or manifesting any type of vision. So these bad things are essentially the seeds for everything good that we experience in our life. And you'll notice as well that as you go back and contemplate something that perhaps you had deemed as a bad thing, it also helped to shape you. Welcome to A Changed Mind, a journey into the topics that matter to you most. From the neuroscience and spirituality of mindset and personal growth, to groundbreaking strategies for health, wealth, and relationships, to open and honest conversations about pressing global issues such as the environment, censorship, corporate capture, and democracy. Each and every episode reminds us of the certainty of the goodness of the future and provides the teachings, tools, and timeless wisdom, inspiring you to create real lasting change in your life and in the world. If you've been desiring a sanctuary for your spirit, a place to go to tune out the distraction, negativity, and doom and gloom so that you can tap into the deep power, the vibrancy, and the potential you have inside, you're in the right place. Welcome to A Changed Mind. Hey, it's David. Just a quick interruption to your normally scheduled podcast. I've got an incredible opportunity for you. Big announcement that my book is now live on Amazon, A Changed Mind. Go beyond self-awareness, rewire your brain and re-engineer your reality. If you've been wanting to take your personal growth to the next level, maybe you've done the self-help thing, but you're still feeling more stress or overwhelm or anxiety in your life. Maybe you've gotten to the next level of financial security or growth in your relationships or health or your business, but you've hit a new ceiling and you're really wanting to understand how to identify the resistance that is still inside of you that's shaping your experience of life and to let it all go and transform it so that you can truly feel free emotionally, spiritually, financially, and achieve your full potential, you've got to check out this book. I spent the last 18 months pouring all of the teachings, philosophies, tools, Even processes that I've never taught before that have helped me go from a life where I was literally struggling to survive to a life now that I love in a system that lets me materialize the vision I have for my business, my family, my world without the hustle and grind and putting my spiritual growth and well-being first. So if you've been wanting a treasure map to the emotional and material promised land that life has waiting for you. Take a minute to jump on over to Amazon, grab yourself a copy of A Changed Mind, or better yet, grab a couple of copies and give them as gifts to your loved ones. The feedback is already coming in. People are saying this is one of the most practical and powerful personal development books they've ever read, and I get it because everything that's in this book is exactly what I went through, what I learned, and what I used to change my mind. Check it, grab yourself a copy, and now on your regularly scheduled podcast episode Hey, it's David. Welcome back to another episode of A Changed Mind, a place designed to be a sanctuary for your spirit where today I'm going to remind you of the certainty of the goodness of the future. Man, I'm so excited for today's episode. It is such a common question that I receive that my gosh, for so many years, I did not have a good answer to. Today, we're gonna be talking about why bad things happen To good people. And for this conversation, we're going to go deep. And if you've had something going on in your life recently, I'm sure at some point you have. We've all had something that happened that we didn't like. Maybe it was all of a sudden losing a job that you loved or having your lover in your relationship leave you or maybe even cheat on you. Perhaps it's a diagnosis or a prognosis that you received around your health, uh, or maybe it was a loss of a loved one. There are all kinds of things that happen in our lives that we label as bad, and they seem bad, and maybe they are bad. I don't know. We're going to explore that today on this episode. My hope for you is that you can Change your perception of the experiences as you have them so that you can live in more joy and be in more calm and be more connected to spirit And so that you can more consistently be moving towards creating what you want in your life. And a lot of times, things happen to us that seem bad and we get entangled and caught up with them. So we're going to dive into that today. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do. And if you love this episode or you've listened to other episodes and you just haven't taken a moment yet to leave me a review and or a comment, if you can, please do. If you're joining us on YouTube, same thing, subscribe like this video if you do like it, and and comment if this resonates with you, this conversation we're having today, or if you have any questions. And we're going to break down this why bad things happen to good people into three categories that we're going to look at. Uh, number one is just the day-to-day things that happen in our life, right? The shit that shows up that we don't prefer uh, and that we feel like we have to tolerate or kind of Sometimes we get entangled with and it takes us time and energy to release ourselves of that experience The second one is what's going on in the world today? I don't know if you've noticed or if you experience it the same way I do, but it seems like there's a lot of things happening on a global level, a national level, things that affect us in terms of our bank accounts, in terms of our healthcare. Uh, There are wars going on in the world. There are pandemics. There are recessions. I don't think any of us would really deem these things as good. So why are these bad things happening to us good people? And number three, personal tragedy. We're going to take a look at the loss of a loved one. You know, there seems to be no good explanation for why uh, a parent should ever have to experience their child with a terminal disease, uh, why we have things in the world like sexual abuse or child trafficking, and we're going to try to give some context to this. Because one of the things that I believe is that we exist, we live in a loving, intelligent reality, in a loving universe, that actually everything, and this is one of the fundamental tenets of how I try to experience the world Everything is happening for our greatest growth, our greatest prosperity, and our greatest evolution. And there's really no exception to that rule. And so, well, how could these bad things be happening if there's a loving God or a loving Jesus or a loving Allah or a loving universe or a loving force that is governing or dictating or, or co-creating the different circumstances and situations and experiences that we have? And I want to move into sharing with you what's called the Parable of the Wise Farmer. the parable of the wise farmer looks something like this. There was a wise farmer and the wise farmer had a horse and the horse ran off. And the ignorant neighbor said to the wise farmer, oh, what a tragedy. Your horse, your only horse has escaped and is gone and now you have no horses. And the wise farmer responded, who knows what's good or bad? And a few days later, his horse came back with 10 wild stallions who followed him back. And so now the wise farmer had 11 horses and the ignorant neighbor said, oh, what an incredible thing that's happened to you. This is such a blessing. You now have 11 horses. And the wise farmer said, well, who knows what's good or bad? Uh, The wise farmer's son was out riding one of the wild stallions and he got bucked from the back of the horse and he ended up severely breaking his ankle and the ignorant neighbor said to the wise farmer oh what a what a tragedy your son is now you know broken his ankle and the wise farmer says well who knows what's good or bad uh, several weeks later there was a a big war and the military and government came to take all of the young able-bodied men and take them off to this war where they were all going to certainly die And the ignorant neighbor says, oh, what a phenomenal stroke of luck. Your son isn't going to be taken off to the war where he's certainly going to die because he has a broken ankle. And the wise farmer said, who knows what's good or bad? The reason why I share this parable with you, the wise farmer and I sort of differ in one thing. I actually think everything is good, is that life is a series of cause and effects, that there's a chain of events. If we look back in our life, that's all it is. It's a chain of events. And that in one way or another, you're going to experience things that you prefer and things that you don't prefer in that chain of events. And what we're going to see as we dive into this question of why bad things happen to good people is that all of the things that you cherish most in your life are also in effect of the things that are bad or the things that are problems. I experienced this in my own life and we'll sort of transition into this you know, day-to-day bad things that happen as we look at them together. Back in my early 30s, I, I met a, a young woman who I thought was the woman of my dreams, and I dated her for, I don't know what it was, a year, a year and a half, uh, and she ended up dating someone else behind my back and, and cheating on me and leaving me, which was very devastating at that time. I had never experienced infidelity, and I was heartbroken. And when things didn't work out with her and her new boyfriend, she came back to me, and because... At that time, I'm not saying this is the case anytime you get back together with someone, but at that time, because I didn't have a sense of self-esteem and self-confidence, certainly that I do today, I ended up getting back together with her, even though I knew she wasn't the right person for me to be with long-term. And then she did the same thing with the same guy. So we can look at that and say, oh, this is just a bad thing, right? Like my spouse has cheated on me. My spouse has left me. And we could come up with all kinds of examples, right? You could think right now about something that's happened to you over the last week that you would deem as like a bad thing or a thing you don't prefer. It might be an employee leaving you uh, if you're a business owner when it's unexpected or a a marketing campaign that you've put together that you've been spending a lot of time and energy on that doesn't work out. It, It could be an argument that you had with someone uh, who's a coworker in your workplace or finding out that your company is going to cut your pay or that you didn't get a bonus. Or again, I've given you a lot of examples. It could be something involving your health. Uh, it could be something involving um, you, know, you pursuing your passion and then realizing that there are some roadblocks that you didn't expect as, as you were pursuing your passion. Or, or maybe you have a hobby and it's a physical hobby and you've suffered an injury. Right, That's a bad thing that happens. Well, someone who's very close to me in my life, who I spent about a third of my life with, is uh, my Chihuahua Dexter. Now, Dexter passed when he was 14 years old, which was about five years ago, and uh, Dexter was the most important being in my life. I I spent from 30 years old till about uh, 44 years old with, with Dexter. And, uh, he was with me through my drug and alcohol addiction. He was with me through the big change in my life of, uh, deciding that I was going to go out and teach and help people. Uh, he was with me as I attracted Carol, my soulmate. He was with me for all of my major milestones other than the recent birth of, of my son. And so Dexter was one of the greatest blessings I've experienced in my life. I found Dexter because I decided that I was going to go get a Chihuahua. A friend of mine had a Chihuahua and I love the breed. And this woman who I told you about found another woman in the city where I lived in Orlando who had uh, puppies, Chihuahua puppies. And so we went one Sunday afternoon to go and take a look at these puppies. And uh, I was going to pick out one or two or three of the other dogs that were there. But the girl that I was dating said, oh, look at that cute one in the back. He looked quite lethargic, to be honest with you. Very, very shy. Not the kind of puppy that I would have picked out, but because I was dating her, I ended up selecting Dexter. And Dexter changed my life forever. I never would have found Dexter if it was not for this experience of dating someone who ended up leaving me and cheating on me, not once, but twice. The other thing I'm aware of, and there are many things I'm aware of that were benefits that came out of this bad experience, who knows what's good or bad. I would say it's all good. It's just a series of events that lead us to the best things in our life. Some of those things we don't prefer, but that experience also helped me get clear on the type of woman that I did want to be with, the type of values of the the woman that I wanted to be with. And a lot of those values, if not all of them, as I got clear on desiring a partner who held those values were what attracted Carol, my wife. So Being with someone who wasn't someone that I ultimately wanted to be with, that I could have deemed as a bad experience, was part of me getting clear on what I actually do want and being able to have a vision for it and to create and materialize that in my life. And so... I want you to think about those things that have occurred in your life. Maybe you can leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. You could just contemplate it if you're listening and you're on the go on the podcast. Even, But again, go back in your past and find something that was not a quote-unquote good experience, but it was part of life, intelligence, the universe, God's way of guiding you to something that you actually truly cherish today. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a job opportunity. Maybe it's a certain amount of money that you've earned. Uh, Maybe it's a, a friendship that you value. But what you'll see is that there's an intelligent design to our life where we experience things that we don't prefer because they redirect us or support us in creating, being, doing, and having the things that we value most in our life. And by going through those bad experiences we get even clearer on what it is that we do want. And that's a very important part of achieving any type of goal or materializing or manifesting any type of vision. So these bad things are essentially the seeds for everything good that we experience in our life. And you'll notice as well that as you go back and contemplate something that perhaps you had deemed as a bad thing, it also helped to shape you. It helped to prepare you for being the person. Maybe it's developing the skills or, again, the character traits or qualities or values of who you are today that had you not developed those skills or traits or values, you wouldn't have some of the things that you value today, some of the things that you appreciate most. So, are there really any bad experiences in our life? Well, it's certainly possible that we could look at some of these more simple personal examples and go, hey, yeah, I could see how this was necessary. Uh, And in fact, the discomfort was temporary. And if I experience something like that today, it actually might not be as big of a deal because I've become an even more expansive person as a result of that experience. What about the things that we're observing as we look out into the world today? I mean, It really doesn't matter what side of the argument that you sit on, but there's a lot of division out there, right? There's certainly an abuse of the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, more or less, we would call that organized crime. These are companies that have actually paid billions of dollars in in, in criminal reparations for knowingly providing uh, their clients, meaning you and I, with medical products that they knew would do us harm. I mean, look what happened in the banking system crisis, right? Everything that came out in terms of the banking sector and the executives of those companies knowing that they were piling a tremendous amount of our money on top of a risky debt, right? That they were selling mortgages to people who shouldn't ordinarily qualify for mortgages in order to make money, which was basically a tinderbox for the entire housing industry and our entire economy. Then as that meltdown occurred, our own government gave them almost a trillion dollars to fix the problem which they didn't hand off to any of us. Instead, they went and bought up all of our assets and resold them to us at a premium price. You look at the military industrial complex, right? Fundamentally, there's a problem in the world. It's a bad thing that we have private corporations who are incentivized and motivated to have more wars and that they're able to lobby our uh, political representatives in order to influence uh, government policy, right? You could look at this and say these are bad things. Um, Whether you want to agree that there's a greenhouse effect taking place, there's no argument over whether or not we're destroying habitat around the world, right? The Great Plains are disappearing. The Amazon rainforests are disappearing. There's a holocaust upon the oceans. These are bad things, are they not? We could go back in time. We could look at something like the Holocaust. I mean, certainly we would define that as a bad thing, right? Six million Jews were murdered over the course of four or five years. My family, some of them, my mother's side and some on my father's side had to flee Europe. That's how they came to the United States. My father's family was Jewish and my mother's family was living in uh, in Latvia and Germany at the time, right? Bad things. So what is going on, is it possible That we could live our lives trusting that there is an omniscient, omnipotent, loving intelligence that is always working for our greatest growth, our greatest prosperity, and our greatest evolution. Because if we can truly have faith that every experience that we experience personally or that we experience collectively is actually a part of a loving universe, that would allow us to relax a little bit more, wouldn't it? That would allow us to be calm through the storm, knowing that whatever we're experiencing in the moment is just part of a series of cause and effects. That is ultimately playing out for our greatest joy, our greatest expansion, our greatest abundance, and our greatest prosperity. It certainly doesn't feel that way when you look out into the world today, does it? However, what you'll also notice is there is an organizing right now of the disgruntled, right? There's an organizing right now of people who have been touched in one way or another by a bad medical system, by a bad financial system, by a bad governance system that have been touched by environmental toxins, that have been touched in some way, shape, or form that have experienced something bad personally who are now saying, hey, I think we need a better system, right? Many of us have been affected in some way, shape, or form, offended by the current system and what that's creating is a unification of those who have been offended i like offended more than disgruntled disgruntled almost makes it sound like you don't have a right to be unhappy but but we've been offended uh, by a system and a structure that's been evolving over the last couple thousands of years and is most recently represented in the in the capitalistic democracy of the united states that has become some sort of distorted form of capitalism that is swallowing democracy we have censorship taking place. Now, you know, you may be of an opinion that certain things should be censored, right? I happen to be of an opinion that if you don't have free speech, you don't have a democracy, so you can look at all of these things and go, well, that's bad, right? I mean, that's, that's a bad thing when the Twitter files came out and we found out that our government was influencing internet platforms to silence certain people because of their perspectives. I'm not being political here. I'm just saying, you know, there, there are some things that I think most of us agree on. We, we called those the Bill of Rights. We called those the Constitution of the United States. And if you're tuning in, right, from somewhere outside of the United States, the United States has been the aspiration from a democracy and freedom standpoint. We're seeing a lot of those freedoms being disrupted in the world. That's bad, isn't it? And I get asked this question a lot from people in our coaching programs, when I run my Zoom calls, when we're at our live events, and I'm a little bit of a wise farmer. Who knows what's good or bad? I actually believe that this is a process of improvement. I believe in the certainty of the goodness of the future, and I believe that we have systems that were put in place with an older consciousness, a more narcissistic consciousness, a more survival-based consciousness, a less loving consciousness. And I also think that we are each individually in the process of transforming that ancient consciousness, right? We're trying to uh, heal the traumas and the misunderstandings that have been passed down through our own individual lineages. And we call that Becoming more spiritual, we do the personal growth work. As we do that, we downregulate our nervous system. We start to show up and resonate in a higher level of frequency, and that frequency is love. And so we're all doing it individually, but we're still seeing what this collective external materialization is of our inner consciousness, right? You have ang- angry thoughts, you have jealous thoughts. I know you're working through it to improve yourself, but we're seeing. Uh, Structures in the world that are reflective of that anger reflective of that jealousy reflective of that insecurity reflective of that fear Right, because if we didn't have that inside of us then nothing external could frankly take advantage of what is inside of us And so we're in a process of growth and evolution and that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But the, but the way that you improve externally is the same way I improved internally. You go date somebody who you don't like, who treats you poorly, in order to get clear on who you do want so you can attract someone who treats you like a king or a queen. That's how it works. And so we're experiencing these Things externally that we don't prefer like the military industrial complex and the pharmaceutical industrial complex and a government that can be bought by capitalistic influences and the destruction of our habitats and the degradation of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution uh, and things like censorship and surveillance that are playing out because that's helping us get abundantly clear that we want something different. Now the question is, what do you want? right i have a vision for the world that's kind of like wakanda if you've seen black panther right people integrated with nature and living with technology and living in harmony and living intelligently and living spiritually but that vision comes out of experiencing something that you don't prefer it's part of the chain of cause and effect this is the process of and i want you to hear me civilization We're becoming more civilized by acknowledging where we are not being civilized. Now, the uncivilization or the uncivilized is showing up differently than it did a thousand years ago. I mean, a thousand years ago, you'd just go from tribe to tribe and groups of barbarians or Huns or whoever it was, and you'd rape and pillage and destroy each other. By the way, all of that is stored in our consciousness, which is what we're working out here in these conversations that we have on Changed Mind, right? That's in you. And you're transforming it into your personal power. But that was uncivilized before. Uncivilized today has a level of sophistication and technology and artificial intelligence. Some people call it scary. I just think that it's a new level, new devil, and new opportunity for transforming that into light and truly making this heaven on earth and taking care of the garden that we have been born into. It's a process. It's a process. So you take note of those things that you don't like, just like you did in your own life. But if you can then bring your attention to what the opportunity is, then you can focus your vision and your action and your emotions in a direction of intelligent creation. That's the way you handle what you observe externally right now in the world. You may still be experiencing the effects of a recession, personally or a pandemic, but that's different than getting entangled with it and being unable to direct your focus and attention in positive ways. We can do that when we realize that this isn't a bad thing that's happening to us. The meaning that we're giving the experience is what's determining whether it's good or bad. It's just an experience and it's going to lead to something even better through this chain of cause and effects that goes on and on and on and on, both in our individual lives as we allow ourselves to grow and expand and receive even more through that chain of events and as we experience and create a world collectively. There will be ups, there will be downs, but the direction is upward if you allow that momentum to carry you that way. And that's why you see some people, regardless of what's going on in their personal life or regardless of what's going on in the collective, who are able to thrive. They're able to be happy. They're able to be healthy. They're able to be prosperous. They're able to be abundant because they understand that there are no bad things that ever happen. There are just meanings that you can give experiences that make it very difficult for you. What I'm wanting you to do is be even more open. I'm not just saying, hey, you know, paint... Paint some lipstick on a pig. Let's just pretend that this is a positive experience because, you know, positive thinking is going to get us through the other side. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's take a deep, fundamental, first principled look at our lives and at what we're creating collectively and at how life is co-creating with us. And let's realize that every experience that we've had that we deemed bad led to something great. Bad things lead to better things. That's how it works. And so when you realize that, those bad things stop being bad. Now, I'm not saying we don't prefer the Holocaust, and I'm not saying in the vernacular of our language that we can't call it bad. I'm just saying recognize how the superorganism of consciousness and intelligence is materializing and manifesting over time. Part of the process is this change through different chapters that we don't prefer, but it always leads us to a better place. And so if we're willing to be uncomfortable in the short term, we will always be rewarded in the long term. And then you can say, well, Dave, I mean, how could you possibly be saying that six million Jews died? This also takes us to, hey, how could it possibly not be a bad thing when someone's child is diagnosed with a terminal illness? right? Or when we have things in the world, almost as we were talking about with global issues like child trafficking, or when someone is sexually abused, Well, I'm going to divide this into two categories. I I want to talk about, for example, sexual abuse, physical abuse, these bad things that happen to us when we are children that happen to children today. And I want to connect us back to this idea that those things that we experience that seem the most tragic in our life shape who we are. And so if I look at the emotional abuse that I experienced as a child, it shaped who I am today. It was the seed for my greatest qualities and my greatest personal traits growing up in a family where i was made to feel like i wasn't good enough or at least that's how i experienced it brought me into my drug and alcohol and pornography addiction which brought me into personal growth which brought me into spiritual connection which brought me into discovering my purpose which brought me into being able to impact and help hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, which brought me into this conversation with you today. And so we always see, we have a tremendous um, transformational technology called the forgiveness framework that we take people through in order to heal the early traumas, abuses, and resentments that we take on in order to see that and this is what I believe, there was some sort of spiritual agreement between you and that person before both of you came into the world that you would have this experience because Earth right now is a trauma-based learning environment. And so in order for us to expand and grow, at least up until now, but I believe that's changing, topic for another episode, we learn through our traumas. So my parents, I believed, decided that they would come into the world to experience their own traumas, to pass those traumas on to me, knowing I would transform them in my lifetime and that that would benefit millions of other people. So I believe that whatever happened to you or what happens to other children, while I don't prefer that it happens, I also am wise enough not to question how intelligence operates in our lives, but to trust that is for our greatest growth, our greatest prosperity and our greatest evolution. And I can see in my own life and the lives of so many other people that the traumas we experienced became unpacked over time and became the greatest frequency of our personal power. Now we can also talk about, some, again, this idea, or what actually happens in the world where, you know, a child has a terminal disease. I, I can't begin to explain what purpose that serves, or when someone gets diagnosed with cancer, or when we have the loss of a loved one. I know we're very attached to life. We're very attached to this third dimensional experience, even though we are at our essence spirit that comes into the body. And is blessed with a very physical experience of life. We know that reality is an illusion. It's a bunch of vibration. It's a bunch of energy. It's a bunch of moving particles and atoms and molecules that are mostly nothing. But because of our five senses, we experience this reality is very real. We get attached. We have heart. We have emotion. I can't imagine if something unexpected happened to someone I love. And, uh, and I lost them. Right? I've lost very few people in my life. I lost my grandfather. I lost my Chihuahua. What I believe is that we come into this experience and we go, and we come again to learn, and we go, and we come again to learn, and we go. This is the concept of reincarnation or incarnation, and that we have many lives, and that we spend many lives with the people who we're spending our life with now, and that when we lose someone, we will be with them again, both in and after life and in another incarnative experience. That doesn't mean that it makes it easy. This this part of the conversation is not to try to convince you that it's a good thing, right? When we experience something like this or that you shouldn't fully feel your emotions and mourn and be sad or that it should be easy for you. That's not what this conversation is about. This conversation is trying to explain why bad things happen to good people. And the answer is beyond our comprehension. But... What I'm encouraging you to do is to trust because you can see it in your own individual life and maybe you can also see it as I'm articulating what's happening in the world with this change and expansion of consciousness that's going through this transformation through the systems that we're seeing today and sort of the beginning of the bottoming out or the falling out of the old structures and the emergence of the new. That same logic or philosophy or law Is playing out even in the most tragic personal experiences of our own lives. We'll only know (laughs) when we get there, right? Whether or not we reunite with our loved ones, whether or not if we pass over to the other side, we're given the opportunity to have full understanding of what this life was about and we're able to see that those people who we came in with, we had agreements that we were going to serve each other in order to experience different things. Again, in this trauma-based learning environment where we experience a lot of discomfort and we transform that discomfort into a new understanding and we become more tolerant, we become more compassionate, we become more loving, we become more faithful, we reconnect with spirit, we reconnect with ourselves. That seems to be the process. And somewhere in all of that, some of us, maybe you, for whatever reason, has experienced something incredibly traumatic and loss. And I'm sorry if that's your experience. My goal today is just to give you a little bit more context on how I believe life works. And to begin to question when you're experiencing something whether or not it's truly a bad thing. Because outside of this veil Beyond which we cannot view called death Almost every other experience when we stop to really observe it The bad things have always led to better things and if you can remember that when the bad things are happening The bad things stop being so bad So I hope this was valuable for you today I want you to experience life in the full joy that I believe you're meant to experience it in And a conversation like today isn't a conversation that we normally have with our friends. It's not a conversation that you normally hear even in personal growth. But I think it's an important one because if we can continue to reorient ourselves to the fact that we live in a loving, creative, intelligent universe and that moment by moment life is working for us, that's gonna help us to relax, to calm down, to show up more in our personal power so that you can achieve your full potential and have the health, wealth, prosperity, abundance, connections, and passion that is your birthright so that you can have a powerful living experience. As always, I love you so much. Do something good for yourself today and do something good for another person. If you know anybody who needs to hear this episode, please, please, please share it and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, it's David. One more thing. If you want to go even deeper on everything we've talked about on today's episode, don't forget to jump over to www.davidbear.com. You can find the link in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter. A couple of times a week, I'm going to be sending you the latest episodes that we've released along with additional free trainings. You'll get immediate access to my free mind hack ebook and go even deeper into all the tools, the technologies, and the frameworks that have helped tens of thousands of people establish a changed mind. Don't forget to jump on over to the site and I will see you in the next episode.